Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Brio in the Box podcast. This episode is brought to you by Brio Plus, our own brand of custom formulated small batch crafted supplements. This, today we're talking about our vitamin K2 plus D3. This is the only vitamin that we chose to develop, the first one, and it's the only supplement that we make our kids take. Uh, vitamin K2 is the master regulator of calcium deposition in the body. So when you eat calcium, um, if you don't have enough vitamin K2, calcium can end up accumulating in the wrong places. So it's something called the calcium paradox where you can have calcification of the arteries. Um, you can have bone spurs, you can have kidney stones, basically calcium accumulating in the soft tissue, but goes along with osteoporosis where you go, well, we have weak bones, but calcified soft tissue. Like how did that happen? The missing piece there is vitamin K2. Um, it, it should be present in the fat of grass fed animals. Um, so grass-fed butter, grass-fed beef, uh, they take in vitamin K1 from the green grass and then their gut bacteria ferments it into vitamin K2, the animal form. Um, but most of our, our beef and butter and cream and animal fat that we get our hands on comes from grain-fed animals. So it's good to supplement, um, K2 is, is, uh, absent and missing in the modern food supply. Vitamin K2 also, because it determines how your body calcifies your bones, has a hugely important role in the developing facial structure of kids, which is why we have our kids take vitamin K2. So healthy teeth that grow in with enough room, so it controls how the size and arch of the palate, so it makes enough room for nice straight teeth, facial symmetry, nice strong jawline. Um, it affects the way the airways develop and how your kids will breathe uh, for the rest of their life. So um, it's something we strongly believe in and give our kids and think that it helps build a healthy skeletons bomb proof yep. <laughs> kids and grownups. We all take it every day. Yeah. Vitamin K2. All right. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about our three guiding principles at Brio. So over the years, we've had our affiliate for 13 years. We're in yeah. our 13th year. Uh, we have crafted together three of the principles of Brio. Yeah. So first one is an old throwback to a great movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Be excellent to each other. Yes. So we call it the Bill and Ted principle. Yeah. Um, there are now a lot of people that don't get that reference. So <laughs> <laughs> you know how I know you're in your late 30s or 40s is uh, if you get that reference. They remade another one recently, but I don't think it did very well. I don't think it well. did very well. So. Yeah. So be excellent to each other. So that is our community-based principle. Yeah. Everything we do, every decision we make needs to support the health of the community. That's basically the magic of CrossFit is doing hard things with cool people. Yeah. Um, so anything that we do needs to support the community. It's something that we expect from anyone that joins the gym is that principle of being excellent to each other. Yep. Be excellent to the coaches, the coaches, be excellent to the members, look for opportunities to be supportive and helpful. Yep. Um, I always tell people we're, we're a very small space relative to other gyms. And so if you're in the gym with somebody else, you're going to end up making eye contact or seeing them or being near them or whatever. So it's all about how you interact with those individuals. Um, a lot of people, the gym, their time at Brio is the best hour of their day. Um, sometimes people just come to blow off some steam. They had a tough day. Maybe they're cranky or whatever, and that's fine. That's totally part of, of why we do what we do. I just tell people, when you come in, even if you're in a bad mood, expect people to say hi to you. Expect people to talk to you and, and want to interact with you and, and just be ready for that you know, community-driven fitness. Mm -hmm. We have, over the years only ever had to ask a handful of people to not come back. Yeah. 
<laughs> we've only ever fired a few athletes over the years. Yeah. Um, and it was always for violating that principle. Yeah. Of being excellent to each other. They were um, being rude to the coaches, to the other members. Um, so that's a no-go yeah. for us. Not being excellent to each other. Yeah, excellent to each other. To each other. Principle so, number one. Bill and Ted. Principle number two. We call it the grandma's advice principle, which is make good choices. Yeah. That's probably the one we say out loud the most. Yeah. I bet I say that every time I'm coaching. Make yeah. good choices. Yeah. So that's our focus on being able to do CrossFit for the long term. Yeah. And so when you need to make a decision about how should you approach this workout, do you need to scale it? What's the right weight? Um, you need to keep in mind making good choices so that yeah. you can do this workout today. And you can still work out tomorrow and the yep. next day and on and on until you're 80 or 90 or 100. Yep. I think a lot of people get too caught up in going just as hard as they can and crushing themselves and, you know, making it the most difficult workout ever by going too heavy or whatever. But there's so many different types of workouts and you need to just, you know, get the right stimulus for whatever you're doing that day. And even more importantly than that, you need to listen to what your body's telling you. Because not every nobody can work out as hard as possible seven days a week, 365. And if they try that, they're going to end up hurt or unable to train. Yeah. So we tell people, you know, listen to your body. Coach can't feel what the body, what other people's bodies are feeling. So talk to the coach. If somebody's got a sore shoulder, let us know. Don't just tough it out. Don't just work through it. There's always a way to scale a workout and, and avoid a problem area if you still need to get a workout in. Um, the big thing is just listening to your body, making good choices. Mm -hmm. um, if we've ever seen people be not successful with CrossFit, like getting burnt out or getting hurt, it's due to an inability to make good choices, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you said, pushing too heavy, too hard, not listening to those little, yeah. you know, nagging, sore things that if you get out ahead of them and just give it a rest for a week or two, often they're fine. But if you keep pushing through, pushing through, pushing through, now you have a full-blown injury yeah. that takes you out entirely. So as they say, uh, choose rest before rest chooses you. Yeah, that's good. So it might be a full day off. It might just be, um, Hey, I need to like not push overhead today. My shoulder's a little sore. The cool thing about CrossFit is there's like a thousand things you can work yeah. on all the time. So just because you need to scale or modify a workout doesn't mean you're going to, it's going to be any easier. It yeah. just means we're going to make a swap that's more suitable to your fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Principle number three. Principle number three. We say, leave no doubt. Leave no doubt, yeah. So that's our, we call that one integrity. So yeah. that's our integrity of doing CrossFit. Um, leave no doubt in your mind or the mind of anybody around you that you did all the reps, that you counted accurately, that you moved through complete range of motion. So you did all the work. Yeah. That you worked as hard as you could on that day, that you gave it your best effort. Yeah. Um, so that in your mind or the minds of anyone around you, no one would ever doubt that that was that was legit. It was the full thing and it was your best effort yeah. for the day. We've had a lot of experience with competitive CrossFit. When regionals were a thing, we had teams qualify every year. We've always competed in the open and local competitions. We've been even sent a few masters to the CrossFit games. So in all of those circumstances, there's a judge watching all of your movements and they're not necessarily critiquing your, your quality of movement, but they are counting your reps and they are watching your range of motion. And I like to tell people work out like you have somebody judging you right there that they're they're counting your reps for you they're doing your range of motion and they're holding you to a high standard mm -hmm. and if you train like that you're going to get the most out of the workout you're getting the true benefit from doing full range of motion 
all of the reps. It's very easy to get caught up in the numbers. And we always tell people it's, it's not about the numbers. It's mm-hmm. about doing the work that meant get, makes you get better. Yeah. So high integrity, that's always been a big part of, you know, my belief system. And it's something that we try to instill in everybody's efforts in the gym. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody cares if you're slow. Nope. Everybody cares if you cheat. Absolutely. And it shouldn't matter, right? What someone next to you is doing shouldn't affect your workout. You should be able to just have blinders on. Yeah. Uh, but it totally does. And it, it does. drives people crazy. Yeah. And I think that uh, digs into a psychological phenomenon called social loafing. Yeah. Which is um, when people need to contribute to something in a group. So if we go back to like kind of caveman days, we're like hunting in groups or we're gathering, you know, supporting the tribe or whatever. Um, the human brain is very, very attuned to individuals in the group that are not doing their part. Mm-hmm. Like kids as young as four are sensitive to social loafing. And when they design these psychological experiments, um, kids as young as four will not want to share the reward with a kid that they perceived as not contributing to the group. So yeah. I, I think that's where that comes from is like CrossFit takes the place of this, this kind of like doing hard things in a group of people, like a tribe sort of survival, yep. you know deep in our brain somewhere and that when we sense or can tell someone nearby that's like "Mm, if it's supposed to be 20 reps they're doing 17 Mm -hmm. or you're watching them squat and they're not below parallel or they're counting the wall balls that aren't even close to the line like yeah it triggers that social loafing um sensitivity i think in the human brain so um sometimes people come in i mean i think the cheating thing comes just out of insecurity Mm -hmm. for sure we all get dumb in oh, a workout. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't count accurately. But when that happens, it's like sometimes it was one too many and yeah. sometimes it was one too few. And it, you know, you err on both sides. Yeah. But we have definitely noticed over the years a handful of people that it's like consistently consistently less. under. <laughs> Justin and I worked out he worked out with me today. And I'm pretty sure I asked you where we were at about five or six times. Because my brain <laughs> yeah. shuts off too. And yeah. I totally forget where where I am. But if you're one of those people, you just need to have a counting strategy. Mm-hmm. Today, my counting strategy was Zossel no. <laughs> we did a partner work. Out. <laughs> but, but you can use a whiteboard, you can use counting chips. There's tons of different ways to keep track of where you're at. But the yeah. best rule of thumb is if you're not sure if you're at five or six, you're at five. Yeah. It's better to do too much than not enough. Yeah. Yeah. We, the, um, this is a little side story. So you mentioned we've sent a couple of master's athletes to the CrossFit Games. Um, so Ian, everybody knows Ian. Uh, he went to the CrossFit Games in the 40 to 44 division in 2017. Mm-hmm. So through three stages, there's the Open and then the Masters Online Qualifier and then at the CrossFit Games. In each stage, as the judging um, got more rigorous, so the Open, anybody in your, in your gym can judge for you. Mm-hmm. He like just made the cut in like 20th place, I think. And then the master's online qualifier, everything had to be on video and submitted to CrossFit. And then he, um, he moved up the leaderboard. So yeah. as the judging standards got more uh, rigorous for everybody. And then at the CrossFit Games with, you know, professional CrossFit judges, yeah. he finished in 10th place. So we took that as a point of pride in that we had been holding him to the highest standards the whole time, to the standards mm-hmm. the whole time where maybe some of those people on their own in the gym by themselves weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that he increased his placing as the judging um, standards were, you know, uh, more precise, let's say, yeah. um, that he did better under that scenario, yeah. we considered a point of pride. That yeah. we left no doubt that his performances as he 
went through the qualification process were legit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the best way to train. If you're going to do something, it's worth doing well. You're going to get fitter faster if you do things properly. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. So there's our three principles of Brio. Yep. Be excellent to each other. The Bill and Ted. (laughs) Grandma's advice. Make good choices. Yeah. And the integrity piece, which is leave no doubt. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks.